0: In this episode of Fictional Hangover, we talk about anti-murder ennui, putting our helmet on and slurping tomato soup, and actual human plus awkwardness equals murder bot in our discussion of all systems read by Martha Wells. hey everybody welcome to fictional hangover a podcast about young adult and new adult books series authors and voice actors that is full of spoilers i'm amanda
1: and i'm claire and today we're going to discuss all systems read by martha wells
0: standard disclaimer If you haven't read this book, please remember that Fictional Hangover is all about spoilers. If you haven't read or listened and don't want to be spoiled, stop listening to us and go read or listen to the book. Then come back. If you haven't done this but want to pretend that you have, or if you don't care about spoilers, or if you just like the show so much that you don't care about any of that, then listen up. Yay Yay for Murderbot!
1: I am really looking forward to basically saying one sentence about this and then that be my dis- whole entire discussion. But um, <laughs> 505. <laughs> no notes. Um, <laughs> so I kind of really want to just dive into it. So do we have any background information for this? Well,
0: yeah, we do have a little bit. Um, I found an interview with Martha Wells and I didn't hey look at me being a really good librarian did not make a note of where i found this information but uh the interviewer says i really appreciated that Murderbot refers to itself as it rather than he or she are there challenges in writing a truly genderless character like a robot and martha wells responds i think the challenge comes from how deep in our culture, the idea of gender is, and how hard it can be to think outside that box. Even though I was committed to the idea of a character who was not human and did not have a human expression of gender, I still made mistakes and was lucky to have an editor and early readers who helped catch them. And I am afraid that we might also do that throughout this episode, so please uh, forgive us if we accidentally gender murder bot. In my defense, if I
1: gender murder bot, it'll probably be in the masculine because I listened to the audio book, which is narrated by a male yes. narrator. And who's complete name's completely gone off my head. Kevin R. Free but is he- his name. Thank mm-hmm. you. He um, also um, does Welcome to Night Vale, which I absolutely adore. Um, so, Do you know
0: what else he narrated? No. In Deeper Waters by F.T. Lukens. Oh! <gasps> Ah! He's so good! Oh, that boy got range. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's funny, though. I actually recall myself not liking the narration of In Deeper Waters and commenting on it in that episode. But Murderbot? I absolutely love the narration. So... I don't know. I don't know what it is. Kevin Arfrey is clearly talented. It might be down to, it
1: might be down to the direction. It might just be down to the way that they wanted to do the audio book, and it just wasn't for our ears. It's possible. There's there's a multitude of reasons. Just yeah. because we don't like or think something's particularly done well doesn't mean that other people don't. Right,
0: but it. I just I feel like I rem- That's really interesting. Yeah, I remember saying that I did not like the narration. But I don't want to read Murderbot. I want to listen to it. Yes. Because he did such a good job.
1: It was so good.
0: Right? It was so
1: good. So funny. I'm still cackling over it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, um
1: well i don't think those are our initial thoughts though about like you know audiobook narration no 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 um capabilities
0: my initial thoughts are really more of a thank you to oh yes the person who made me read this book uh, this this book was presented to me by my library director patty She told me I needed to read this book, and I'm really glad that I listened to her because it was (laughs) fantastic. Now, granted, that was a few years ago, and I have listened to all of them and have enjoyed all of them, but I'm really glad that she suggested that I read this one. And also, and we might mention this a little bit later, because, hey, Patty's joining us for Would You Rather because it's her favorite book series of all time, Um, but I traded her. I made her read The Girl Who Can Move Shit With Her Mind by our favorite Jackson Ford. So perfect. Pretty good trade off, I think. Very good trade off.
1: I agree. Yes. Thank you very much Patty for forcing Amanda who therefore forced me. I mean it was very light touch forcing.
0: Right. So oh yeah, you twist my ah. Oh, oh. Yeah, none of it was, it was none co- of it was inappropriate. No. There was the correct use of virus. Yes.
1: Oh my gosh. Which I feel like is a running theme lately.
0: Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready to begin? Yes. <laughs> yes. Are you sure? Do you have anything else to hit? Yes. Okay. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. I don't know either. My
1: brain stopped. Literally. My brain just went... Error 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 <laughs> loading
0: loading loading <laughs> Murderbot disabled its governor module 35000 hours ago and has since consumed and has since consumed nearly 35000 hours of entertainment Without the governor module, Murderbot can essentially do whatever it pleases, and what it pleases to do is watch soap operas, not murder humans, though it has done that a few times, which is why it disabled its governor module. Now, Murderbot has accepted a contract as a SEC unit on a mission to explore a small planet with a team of humans. As two of them, Dr. Valescu and Dr. Bardwaj, explore a crater, a giant worm creature explodes out and practically eats Bardwaj.
1: <clears throat> <laughs> Mandabot immediately bursts into action, pulling Bardwaj out of the monster's mouth and inserting itself instead. Though it has a small projectile weapon on each of its arm, Murderbot pulls the massive cannon off its back and fires it down the monster's throat and up, hopefully into its brain. Situation secured, Murderbot carries the injured Bardoage and tries to coax uh, Valescu out of the crater. When Valescu doesn't move, Murderbot opens its helmet and shows off its actual face,
0: which it hardly ever does. (laughs) This gets Valescu to move. While all this is happening, Dr. Mensa, the leader of the mission who hired Murderbot—well, she had to because all survey teams must have at least one sec unit per ten people—has traveled to meet them at the crater in a hopper, a small transport craft. Mensa and the others—Pinley, Arada, Oversay, Rati, and Garothin, are very shocked that Murderbot, who they don't know calls itself Murderbot, has a face under its helmet. Murderbot ignored messages from the hub system telling it what to do to survive the situation, which wouldn't be possible without turning off the governor module. But no one seems to notice, so it's fine. They also don't seem to notice that Murderbot is missing most of one arm and is severely damaged.
1: After Murderbot drops off its human companions, it secures the hopper and goes to its cubicle to secure a ready room to recharge and heal. Dr. Mensa comes by to check on her sec unit and tells Murderbot how impressed everyone was with the rescue Murderbot is super awkward around humans and would much rather watch its favourite serial Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon than talk to anyone. Luckily its power supply falls to 38% and must shut down to repair itself
0: (laughs) I wish I could do that just completely shut down (laughs)
1: I was just thinking it's like convenient Auden sleep in the Thor movie, in the first Thor movie, when Auden's like, oh, damn, the situation's got really awkward. Auden uh, 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 uh. Uh, sleep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the next day, Murderbot wakes up and is restored to 80% functionality. It would stay in its cubicle longer, but Dr. Mensa has summoned it for a meeting. She and the rest of the crew of Preservation Ox bought part of the planet to see if its resources would be useful, but it seems that the planetary materials they received before coming on the mission were tampered with. Murderbot, who has arrived in regular human clothes and not its full-body armor, which causes the crew to have no idea who just arrived, which makes Murderbot feel uncomfortable, scans documents and discovers that, yes, any mention of giant person-eating worms and other harmful fauna seems to have been removed and replaced with fake information. But why? Has the hub system been hacked? Surely not.
1: (laughs) Dr. Mensa decides that everyone on Preservation Orcs team should search through their planetary information to see if anything else seems to be amiss. While this is happening, Murderbot puts on its full body armour and helmet and watches some Sanctuary Moon. Dr. Mensa also wants to contact another survey team, Delta Fall, on another continent of the planet to see if they can share their data. Delta Fall agrees. Several of the team members find that their information has also been tampered with, so Murderbot decides to do a perimeter check for safety, but then everyone wants to go explore the planet because there seems to be entire sections of it missing from their maps. Dr Mensa privately asks Murderbot on their communication feed if it thinks the information they received was bad because the corporation who sent it was cheap or if something is wrong. Murderbot thinks they're cheap, but insists on accompanying them when they decide to search.
0: On the hopper, Dr. Mensa suggests Murderbot ride in the co pilot seat. Great! More awkwardness. Actually, it's not that bad. Checking the security feeds and listening in on the rest of the crew's conversations, which every SAC unit can do, Murderbot realizes that the humans are actually nice and don't want to force it to be chatty unless it wants to be. Well, it doesn't. They take off with Mensa (laughs) acting as pilot, even though Autopilot is engaged, and as they're flying, Murderbot notices that Autopilot flickers off for a bit. Mensa notices too and takes control of the hopper, but then Autopilot comes back and everything's fine. They find several areas that are not on their maps and decide to investigate.
1: When they land, the team splits up to explore and gather samples, but Murderbot has to keep watch over them to stop them from walking into danger zones that Murderbot can see on the digital map it has. But that seems to have been erased from everyone else's. What's going on? It must be a glitch. Luckily, Dr. Mensa calls them all back to the hopper. They get back to their habitat without issue, and while the team begins to go over their findings, Murderbot goes to its cubicle to watch serials. Yes. While it's there, Hub System alerts it that there have been updates delivered for Murderbot's systems. Murderbot stashes them away. Without the Governor module, it doesn't have to perform any updates, it doesn't want to, and it's too busy with its serials now to bother. Maybe later. As the day comes to a clause, Dr. Mensa tells Murderbot that they're unable to make contact with Deltafall. Oh, great. Oh,
0: great. (laughs) Mensa wants to go to Deltafall's habitat to make sure they're okay, or rescue them if they need it. At first, Mensa wants to leave the sec unit at the habitat to keep the ones staying behind safe, but Murderbot insists on accompanying the small team to Deltafall. It's disgusting. it's decided that Pinley, who has habitat construction experience, Oversay, who is trained as a field medic, and Ratti, a biologist, will go with Dr. Mensa and Murderbot to Deltfall. Only Dr. Garothin, who is an augmented human, seems to dislike this plan. As the
1: small group travels towards Deltfall's location, Ratti decides to engage with Murderbot, which of course is awkward and painful. <sighs> Ratty starts by noting that imitative human bot units, which is what Murderbot is, are constructed from cloned material, but it's clear that Murderbot has feelings. Avasi immediately tells Ratty to stop because he's clearly bothering Murderbot, and Murderbot sends the recorded conversation to Mensa, who shouts to Ratty to stop because they talked about this. Murderbot gets up and awkwardly stands in the back of the hopper for a bit and starts watching its cereals again.
0: Overnight, the satellite feed goes down and Murderbot alerts everyone. Pin Lee says it's been going down periodically since they arrived on the planet, but now they've lost communication with the habitat because of it. And, well, that just doesn't feel right. No, it's not right. They decide to continue to Deltfall because they don't want anyone to die because they're being overcautious, but the whole situation really doesn't feel right to anyone, especially Murderbot.
1: They arrive at Deltfall at dawn and, well, everyone there is dead. Damn it. (laughs) Murderbot searches through the habitat while Mensa, Pinley, Overseer and Rati steer behind in the hopper. Murderbot might not care about much, but it does care about its record of keeping people alive when it's not supposed to be actively murdering. So it wants all the humans to stay behind. It's a good thing. As Murderbot searches the habitat, when drawn cameras helping it to keep an eye on things, it comes across another second unit, a dead one. Sec units are notoriously difficult to kill, and unless you were just terrible, you probably wouldn't happily kill someone you hired to work for you. Which likely means that this sec unit and the other two sec units that Murderbot knows to exist on Delphal are probably who killed everyone. Now, Murderbot has to find the other two. And it does!
0: Murderbot sends a message to Mensa, knowing that the other two Sec units are probably listening, and together they set up a sting. They plan to meet in an area of the habitat, but then Murderbot rushes in and takes down the two Sec units who were definitely listening in. Murderbot takes a few shots, but is relatively fine, until it gets hit by something so hard it goes down and its systems fail. It wakes up on a table with another sec unit stabbing it with something in the neck, but oh no, we can't have that. Murderbot rotates its arm around the wrong way and takes down the attacking sec unit, shooting it in the head with its own projectile. Another (laughs) sec unit appears in the doorway. Just how many are there? But then Mensa (laughs) sneaks up behind it with a sonic mining drill. Mensa might be an intrepid galactic explorer like all the ones murderbot has watched in its serials oh, fun botting it's fan botting mensa, now.
1: <laughs> mensa drags murderbot back to the hopper and inside there might be more rogue sec units but murderbot is having trouble scanning for anything outside the hopper oh oh no murderbot reaches back to its neck and feels something inserted in its data port It suddenly realises that the rogue sec units aren't rogue. They have been inserted with combat override modules. And so has Murderbot. Ah, damn. It demands that Mensa shut it down, but she won't. She believes that she, Pinley, Ratty, and Overseer can find a way to repair it. But Murderbot knows there's no time. It picks up a small hand weapon and shoots itself in the chest.
0: Oh my gosh. And Murderbot shuts down. (laughs) When Murderbot wakes up, even though it didn't want to, but you know, it also didn't want to die, it finds itself immobilized, but it also finds the combat override module has been removed. Everything is back the way it was, except that it's immobilized. It secretly undoes the immobilization that Garrothin used Hub System to put on while it listens. Garothin used Murderbot's repair time to research about it, and he knows that Murderbot has a disabled governor module. Everyone argues that Murderbot is a good Murderbot, that it shot itself so it wouldn't attack anyone, and it has saved their lives a bunch of times. Garothin is still wary, but no one else is.
1: Hmm... Everyone continues to talk and speculate that maybe the company they work for is trying to kill them by providing them with a hacked sec unit since the Delphal, sec units, were also hacked and there were more of them than there should have been. Murderbot finally has to acknowledge that it is weak and is not going to murder anyone when Garathen tells them all that Murderbot is a murderer and in fact calls itself it also says that the company might suck but it's not actively trying to kill them it has much easier ways to kill everyone than sending rogue sec units out into the world
0: Garot still doesn't believe and tells everyone that Murderbot appears to have been downloading media and watching serials, but those are probably just hiding what it's actually doing because there's no way it could have watched so much media, especially 700 hours of Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon. They test this by talking about Sanctuary Moon and asking about its plot, and Murderbot shouts about it. (laughs) <laughs> they all realise it has indeed watched hundreds and hundreds of hours of serials. <laughs> I want to tip Murderbot to a con.
1: <laughs> <laughs> After much discussion, they decide that someone, probably not the company, has hacked Hub System, but the company has probably accepted a bribe to conceal the fact that someone else is there, hacking things and hiding discoveries on the planet but who whoever it was probably pretending to be them to attack deltfall and they probably have an extra sec unit and they probably sent them to inject the other sec units with the combat override modules because they probably want to blame the sec units for everything that is happening they realize that if deltfall had come to them asking for assistance they would have helped which is probably exactly what happened to them and why they're all dead now they also realised they would definitely be dead if Murderbot hadn't hacked its own governor module. It's a good thing the hub system didn't realise that, or something terrible probably would have happened, and it's even better thing that they shut it down. So what happens when whoever is doing all this comes for them?
0: It's an excellent question. They decide to try to set off their emergency beacon and flee from their habitat, knowing that whoever is behind all this is probably going to come for them. Murderbot sends out drones to search, and then they get destroyed, so they load up the hoppers and take off. Luckily, no one follows. They get a little ways away and decide to stop for a bit. Murderbot does some perimeter searching and some personal searching as well. Its stomach twists when it thinks about abandoning its team to die, so that's definitely not gonna happen.
1: Back on the Hopper, everyone talks about why evil serve me, their name for whoever is after them, is after (laughs) them. It's a brilliant name. (laughs) They decide it has something to do with the things hidden from them on the map. Whatever those are, (laughs) Murderbot I said that completely No, it's weird, all very,
0: that? like, they have no idea what's going on. Like, whatever that is, is happening, it's probably bad, but we don't know, because we don't know what's happening.
1: It's true, it's true. Murderbot left some drones recording at their original habitat to try to learn anything it can, because they're pretty sure Evil Survey will snoop around. But it will have to go back to retrieve the data, because it no longer is connected to the sex system on account of Evil Survey. Murderbot doesn't think Evil Survey will stay at their old habitat for long because, as Mensa has deduced, they are after them, not what they have. Murderbot asks if the political entity Preservation Orcs works for will miss
0: them if they all disappear, but everyone looks back at it strangely. Later, after another perimeter check, Murderbot asks Rati why everyone was so shocked when it asked about the political entity, and Rati explains that Dr. Mensa is their political entity, so of course she'll care if they all get disappeared. (laughs) Because she's one of the ones that disappears. (laughs) (laughs) They are part of Preservation Alliance, a non-corporate system that seems to be a pretty good way to live. In fact, in the Preservation Alliance territory, bots like Murderbot are considered full citizens. That might be nice. Mensa is an elected official, so at least... Even though everything is literally terrible right now, the company will do whatever it takes to ensure Mensa makes it back safely to Preservation Alliance. Murderbot thinks that Evil Survey might not know what they've gotten themselves involved with, because harming a political entity is really, really bad. (laughs) The
1: next day, Murderbot plans to go back to the habitat to check on the drones and Mensa. Pinley and Ratty insist on going too. Oh, and Corinthian, But he's kind of a dick about it. While everyone else is sleeping, Corinthian asks Murderbot about if it was punished for murdering everyone that it murdered when it malfunctioned before it took out its governor module, and if it wants to kill everyone because of that. It was punished, but it can't want to kill every single human because some are bad and cause bad things to happen. That explanation seems
0: to be enough for grantham for now. When they arrive at the habitat, Murderbot watches the drone footage and sees that the evil survey team arrived and is called Gray Chris. And they have five sec units with them that are assumed to have been taken over with combat modules. Great. They also left a message that they destroyed their emergency beacon and are requesting a meeting. Mensa asks Murderbot's opinion on meeting with them, and it decides that Chris has nothing to lose and will probably kill them. Mensa thinks that Chris thinks they know why Chris is there, but they don't. And she decides it's because they went to the unmarked area on the map and collected data there. So whatever is in that data must be important. So what are they going to do? Murderbot has an idea.
1: Mm. Mensa and Murderbot head to the meeting with Greer Chris. Mensa tells them that her team has evidence of their activities on the planet and that they've hidden it so it will be sent to the emergency pickup ship when it arrives. Greer Chris says that they can work something out and Mensa says she'll send her sec unit to discuss. This is where Murderbot's plan comes into play. Amanda. Oh Amanda.
0: Murderbot knows that as soon as it approaches Grey Chris, they will try to take over its governor module so they can insert the combat override and send it back to murder everyone. It tells Grey Chris that, which freaks everyone out. Then it offers to go along with them and tell them important things if they will mark it as destroyed property and take it away. Instead of agreeing to this, Graycris demands to see Murderbot's leader, but Murderbot says Mensa knows they're going to kill her and that she's a leader of a political entity. This shuts Graycris down. They can't kill her without severe consequences. They demand to see her and send another sec unit to accompany Murderbot to retrieve her.
1: Murderbot immediately murders the Grey Chris sec unit and tells Mensa that everything's going wrong. She has to pretend to be the prisoner and it has to pretend to be the Grey Chris sec unit. When they arrive, Grey Chris says that they know someone in Mensa's team is trying to set off the alert beacon. But if Mensa goes with them, then no one will be harmed.
0: As they travel back to the Grey Chris habitat, Murderbot uses the surveillance footage to eavesdrop on what's going on. Mensa tells Grey Chris that her team knows about the remnants of the former inhabitation of the planet that Grey Chris is trying to dig up and sell. Bardwaj just discovered this the night before, and it is a big deal, TM. <laughs> All Gray Chris wants is to know what they can do to keep Mensa from sharing this information with the company. Well, obviously, they can, you know, not kill them. But can they be trusted? Um, probably not. <laughs> They arrive at the Grey
1: Habitat, which Murderbot hopes is far away from their emergency beacon so it can keep all the other Sec units distracted while Pinley and Grantham hack into their system and trigger it. It's not really so. That's That's bad. bad. When they trigger it, everyone nearby will probably be exploded by it. (laughs) The Sec units notice something is going on at the beacon and Murderbot moves in to protect Mensa. Everything goes to shit after that. I mean, it's pretty bad already. The Sec units start shooting at Murderbot, and then there's a wall of fire that knocks out Murderbot's systems. Murderbot flicks us on and offline a lot, and at one point it tells Pinley that they should just destroy it and leave it behind.
0: Oh. Mensa declines. When Murderbot finally comes back online, it is out of its armor and in regular human clothes. It realizes they are at the company station, not at the Habitat, but that its governor module is still disabled, and it still has all of its media downloaded. (laughs) Oh,
2: thank goodness.
0: Rati is there when it comes to, and tells it that Mensa has permanently bought its contract, meaning that Murderbot will get to live on Preservation Alliance with them. There are company humans there who insist on wiping Murderbot's systems, but Pinley, who's also there, says she has a court order, and together she and Rati escort Murderbot away into a hotel room where everyone else is waiting.
1: Mensa asks if Murderbot is okay and tells it that it will be returning to preservation with them and will be a free agent there. Murderbot seems to find this troubling. Will it still get to have its armour? It doesn't have the cubicle. Mensa says Murderbot can have armour if it wants, but it doesn't need a repair cubicle because hopefully no one will be shooting at it anymore. But if no one is shooting at it anymore, what will it do? Anything. Anything it wants to do. Murderbot has no idea what that would be. It would have to act like an augmented human, but it's not an augmented human. Mensa leaves Murderbot to think while she talks to solicitors and people from Delphel and Greycris, and political entities about what happened to them while they were researching.
0: Things calm down, and Mensa is able to talk with Murderbot some more. She says she will be Murderbot's guardian, but that it can do whatever it wants, learn anything it wants, do anything it wants to do. When Murderbot is left alone, it does do what it wants to do. It leaves the hotel, goes through a work zone, and sneaks into a locker room to steal a bag, boots, clothes, and a jacket. It changes clothes and now looks like any other augmented human traveling somewhere. It finds a cargo ship, tells it it is a servant bot who needs a ride to get back to its guardian, shows it all the media it has downloaded, and is welcomed aboard. Apparently, (laughs) cargo ships watch serials too.
1: (laughs) Murderbot doesn't know what it wants, but it definitely doesn't want anyone making decisions for it or telling it what it wants. That's why it left Preservation Alliance and its favourite human, Mensa. Murderbot decided for itself that it wanted to leave. So it did. Oh, Murderbot! Murderbot, my favourite murderous bot. <laughs> oh,
0: Murderbot.
1: Let's go and watch some serials for several hundred hours and we'll get back to the summary after to the discussion. Yes,
0: after. I agree. <laughs> Just disappear for a long, long time.
1: Hi, I'm Michael. I'm Barbara. And I'm Lauren. We are the hosts of Badass Literature Society, a book review podcast where we take book recommendations from listeners like you, read them, and then discuss them on our show.
0: Join us once a month as we dive into the books you picked and talk about them.
1: And don't miss our bonus episodes covering all sorts of random bookish topics that come out in between reviews.
0: Don't worry, if you want to read one of the books, the first part of each episode is designated spoiler-free, so you can listen and see if you'd like to read it, and then come back and listen to the rest later.
2: You can find Badass Literature Society on Apple Podcasts,
1: iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, and anywhere else you like to listen. Now, back to the show. I want to- <laughs> I wish there was a Zoom thing where it shows you, like, an old face and stuff. Well, hello,
0: yeah. we've watched
1: Alistair. It's been
0: <laughs> 35,000 hours. We're done watching yes, the show. it 84 years.
1: <laughs> we still remember you, Murderbot. <laughs>
0: oh, <sighs> I want to be Murderbot. I think I am Murderbot, to some respects. <laughs> I think we're all Murderbot. I think we are all Murderbot, just a little bit. I love Murderbot. Um so we were talking about this a little bit before, but I really, really enjoyed the narration of the audiobook. Kevin Arfrey was murder bot. Yeah. Did a fantastic yeah. job being a murdersome robot.
1: <laughs> it was a good matchup. It was uh it was a very easy listen as well very quick yes i was surprised how quick it it was
0: well this is just a novella the first three of this series i think there are seven out right now the first three i think are shorter novellas like 150 pages ish fewer than 200 whatever but then the fourth one i'm pretty sure is a full-length novel and then there's some more novellas, and then I think there's another full-length novel.
1: I like that. But yeah, it's fun. You know, the the, the the book is as long as it needs to be, and it's not padded out unnecessarily.
0: Yes. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. You know, we just... This is the story that Murderbot needs to tell right now, and that's mm-hmm. it. That's all we need to know. Yeah. We don't need any fluff we don't need any nonsense, which is exactly Murderbot.
1: <laughs> the- Throw in a romance because it's the taste du jour at the moment. We need to have a romance in there.
0: Or not. Nah. No, yeah. we don't need a romance right now. <sighs> no.
1: no, I really enjoyed it. It was really good. Well, no, the, the forcing was not very... It didn't have to be very forceful. Like, oh, I need to read Murderbot. Okay, <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna present me with the title Murderbot, I'm gonna read right. it. Right, Murderbot. So, yeah, it's like like I said already. Like I really really enjoy it. No notes, apart from positive.
0: Yeah, just it's just like, squeeing <sighs> about how much you love Murderbot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna be short and sweet from
1: me. On, unfortunately, this week, like. I relate to Murderbot on so many levels. I just want to sit and watch TV or, you know, read a book or play Switch or, you know, just do other... I just want to do my own thing and not have
0: to worry about everything else. Right. Murderbot is very relatable.
1: Yes. You don't want to be told what to do.
0: No. You You want to make your own choices. You want to make your own decisions. Yeah, yeah.
1: I did like the fact that, um, like Murderbot is a sec unit, which is not an augmented human, but is human enough. Yes, that can pass. Yes. Because it kind of reminds me, and this is probably what Martha Wells has done. She's like looked at like the synthetics from Alien, who look exactly like humans. Um, but every single time you see a synthetic in Alien, you go, Well, well, that they're, they're a murder bot. They're gonna kill
0: oh, yeah. you. Oh, definitely. But
1: turned on its head and yeah, it's a murder bot. Yeah, it wants to kill you, but it's not gonna
0: It's not gonna, because it's gonna exert it's gonna. too much effort. And it's going to take away from watching its soap operas. <sighs> it's so little. <horrible>. I <laughs> just can't be bothered. I just don't. Just <sighs> leave me alone. That's all I want. Just leave me alone. So, what, 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 what did you call
1: it? Whimsical ennui? Yes. Whimsical Anti-mer- ennui. Is this, <laughs> is this anti-murder ennui? Yes,
0: it is. It is. Um one of my favorite scenes is when <laughs> garathan has discovered all of murderbot's secrets <laughs> that it has you know it's it's disabled its governor module and it has decided you know it's it's going to watch all of these serials it's downloaded all of this material and <laughs> and then it and then garathan says hey, Calls itself Murderbot. And then <laughs> Murderbot goes, That was private! <laughs> it's, its, se- it's, it's, it's its secret name. That was private! <laughs> I really enjoyed that.
1: Murderbot was every right at that point to murder Garothen. Every right. Yes. It's an invasion of privacy. Yes. Would you ask a dragon its true name? No. You have power no. over it then. You don't do it. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's actually my surprise. Can I just skip ahead to my surprise that no one punched Garrothin because Garrothin deserved to be punched.
1: Oh, I was uh, mine was even like surprised nobody murdered Garrothin. I
0: know <laughs> Garrothin really if bothered. If there was ever a
1: character, if there was a character in this book that deserved a good scudden, it was Garrothin.
0: Yeah, I think. I think that I liked everyone else in the book. Everyone on the team. Except for Garrothin. This is my favourite characters. Everyone but Garrothin.
1: Yeah, I mean,
0: Murderbot's the MVP. Of course.
1: Without question. I really like Mensa and Murderbot's relationship. Like, it was friendly. It was professional. But like, you know how Murderbot was like, I don't like awkward situations. And then as soon as it was in one, and it was like recording the situation, sending it to Mensa, and she's like, stop it. Stop annoying the sec unit. Stop stop annoying Murderbot.
0: Stop (laughs) bothering it. Just leave it alone. Yeah, just leave it alone. Stop bothering Murderbot.
1: (laughs) I like the way the tested Murderbot's knowledge of... Oh my around. god,
0: me too. <laughs> they just like <laughs> vaguely describe something that happens. That's a fucking lie. <laughs> 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 and then they're like, "It's watching it." One hundred percent watching Rise and Fall of Sanctuary Moon. <laughs> what did what did they say? they they're like talking about an episode <gasps> of it that like. Someone I can't remember. was pregnant or implanted with a baby or something weird, something completely bonkers, and Murderbot. That's a lie. It's a fucking lie.
1: It it reminded me of like the Spanish kind of soap operas, that kind of over the top, ridiculous drama. Yeah. And then Murderbot's reaction was completely on point for it, like being. <laughs> in that kind of frame it was just so funny (laughs) oh i did want to i do want to take murderbot
0: to a a sanctuary moon convention (laughs) that would be really fun murderbot (laughs) would really enjoy that do you think murderbot would dress up in a in a cosplay yes i don't know if it would I don't know if it would dress I up think... because then people would look at it. No, but and, yeah, everybody else is dressed up as well. That's true. So it would blend in. Yeah, I mean, look—just look at
1: famous people at Comic Con. They get—they put full cosplay on so they can go and actually enjoy the convention and be themselves. That is true. So nobody—nobody nobody looks twice at anybody in a costume, apart from to admire the right. costume. Yeah.
0: Um, i also i really appreciate um i think i think again it was Garrothan, and Garrothan's like why don't you want anyone to look at you and it says you don't need to look at me i'm not a sex bot <laughs> i mean fuck yeah like it doesn't it doesn't have those feelings it doesn't have a gender it doesn't have any parts like that so like that's not that's not what Murder Bot was built for. Murderbot was built for murdering. But even then,
1: right? It has a level of sentience and autonomy, right? If you build a sex bot and it takes out its like disables its governor module, it's gonna have a level of sentience and autonomy, and it needs you know at that point, yes, it's created for a sex bot, but then it needs to offer consent. It's this weird. Like next level kind of thinking when it comes to technology and AI that I am ill qualified to make decisions on but concerned enough about it to reiterate consent is key consent is key yeah and just because somebody is created to do something or forced to do something yeah doesn't mean it defines who they are.
0: Yeah. Like I mean that's that's why Murderbot disabled its governor module because like there was there was a massive like accident where Murderbot killed a whole lot of people because of some like failure in coding or something. Something terrible happened and then it murdered a million people. Then <laughs> it was like, you know what, I don't want to do murders anymore. So it disabled its own governor module so it didn't have to do any more murders and it could just watch its serials and i also enjoy that it reads books and tries listening to music sometimes i mean yes rise and fall of sanctuary moon is clearly where it's at but hey that's fine that is fine at least it's not like (laughs) in the kingdom where they like just wanted to read Annika Renina. Oh my god. Freaking (laughs) Russian literature. Would you rather read Russian literature or watch soap operas? I'll watch soap operas. I just
1: I just can't be bothered to exert that level of brain matter into something I'm not invested in. I would t- it would take me forever to read it because i would just keep falling asleep. Yeah. Same. It's it's definitely it's literature of its time. And if you enjoy it that's fine, sure. but I can't get away with it.
0: Yeah, no, not for me. And that's okay. It's okay for you to decide that you, you know, do want to read something or do not want to read something. It's completely up to you. Yeah. I used to work with this guy. He was
1: amazing. He he, he'd had a massive stroke and he'd come back from it. So he was um, nearly disabled, one half of his body. It was a horrible, horrible stroke, but he fought back to the point where he was walking and, you know, he, he, he his, quality, his life was back to normal. And it's just hearing his life story is great. But he looks like a salty sea dog who would have a little fishing trawler and fight um, Cthulhu style krakens all the time. He was amazing. I, oh, he was his facial hair was magnificent and he absolutely adored Charles Dickens and I just could not get away with Charles Dickens when I've been, probably because I've been forced to mm, read it yeah. in educational terms um, but he absolutely loved it and he was just so impassioned about talking about it. and I was like, that's great you're the demographic for Charles Dickens, I am not
2: <laughs> Oh. Anywho, murder bots. Murder bots. <laughs> Honestly, I'm I'm,
1: I'm sorry I'm really boring this way. I just can't give you any criticism over this because I just really enjoyed it. And it's such a good quick listen. And it was so well presented on the audiobook that I just, I, I, I literally listened to it in, I probably did in two sittings because I did it in bed and I was playing Switch listening to it. Chuckling away, getting wrong for laughing too much, at certain points, <laughs> and disturbing the peace. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? Um, and I just, I just, I just had a nice time. I re- really chilled us down, and I was having quite a stress. I mean, it's been a couple of weeks since I've actually read it, and I was having a really bad, stressful week that week, and I just needed something that was gonna help chill me out and cheer me up, and this really. You know, that entire situation helped, but this really fit the bill of something that was completely not related to anything that's going on at the moment. So you can distance yourself from the stresses, but also really enjoy and think, you know what, Murderbot? Yeah, I just want to sit and read and watch my stories. I don't want to have to stress about other humans and interact with them. I don't want people to talk to me. I just want to be in my own little bubble doing my own thing so at the time i was reading it really hit like really well i can imagine reading this in the pandemic and thinking no i need that social interaction i need you know when we're in the dips, depths of the pandemic i can imagine some people not me love the pandemic social isolation <laughs> brilliant but i can imagine some people who are very social creatures not being able to actually read this during the pandemic, when we are forced to socially isolate, um, going, no, I, no, no, I can't get with that. But now, when you are forced to be with people and around human beings going,
0: you know what, yeah, I'd murder them all. No, I just want to read yeah. my story. Just leave me alone. <laughs> just leave me alone all the time. I don't want to be involved. Just lower my screen. Yes. Don't look at me.
1: Don't look at me at all. Stop looking Stop at me.
0: Looking, don't look at me. Stop it. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Uh should shall we move on? Is it time? It's time. It's time. Pew, 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 Are those your projectile weapons? Is that your cannon? Pew,
2: pew, pew. There you go. That's the cannon.
0: Can so, we I... asked...
2: Oh, sorry. Wait a minute.
0: Wait a minute. What? What? Wait a minute. <gasps> this segment of Would You Rather is very, very important today because the person who inspired me, <coughs> forced me to read Murderbot, <laughs> has joined us in this <gasps> episode. My very most favorite librarian ever... Patty. Oh yay! Yay! Yay. Look, everybody be nice to Patty because Patty's my boss.
1: (laughs) And also a librarian, and librarians will take over the world. Yes! Respect your librarian, find a librarian, and give them treats.
0: (laughs) Yes. We like treats. We do. We do like treats. We like gifts. We do not like hateful people, though, so you can keep that. Unless it's us, we we are never hateful. That's that's all. in the tr- breakout room, <laughs> or me privately in my <laughs> own home, hating Sorry. everything and everyone. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. Um. So uh, what? Do, yikes! Stop talking, um, Amanda. Stop talking. What is our first? Would you rather question Claire? <laughs> I'm quite enjoying the stream of conscience that's coming
1: out of your mouth. (laughs) On social media, we asked, would you rather be able to watch your favourite soap opera all day or be able to eavesdrop on everyone around you using security cameras? On Facebook... 67% Sixty-seven percent are watching security cameras. On Instagram, security cameras won again with 88% and it was a hundred percent for security cameras on Twitter and TikTok. It's eighty-five percent for security cameras. Everybody is a nausy blighter. Everybody.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm a little bit surprised, really. About how many people are watching security cameras all day. Look, it's not very exciting, except for in very small, small increments. I think it depends on the
1: TV program as well, because, like, you can just binge watch episodes now on Netflix and Amazon Prime, and they're not like traditional soap operas, which is every day for half an hour to an hour, which I've never watched a soap opera, so.
2: I think you're right about that, Claire. I think it, it, yeah. If you had said, do you want to binge watch your shows or watch security cameras, they would have taken their shows.
0: I I don't watch me stories. Your stories? stories. stories. (laughs) Look, okay. If Murderbot is not watching soap operas, I don't know what else to describe it as. Well, (laughs) if Murderbot's not watching Spanish soap
1: operas, like, you see spoofing on tv programs yeah that's he's...
0: what i
2: that's what i expect
0: murderbot is watching telenovelas
2: yes <laughs> he is not i mean it is not at all interested in what people are doing so and i have to agree yeah if don't want to No, don't care just would like to be entertained with my shows <laughs> yeah, yeah because
0: security cameras are not that exciting do we have any good comments from anybody
1: we do, we, we do have a few comments Bree on Facebook said give me my soaps made of drama over actual drama any day
0: uh, Constance on Facebook said okay working in kitchens of resort hotel give me the damn security camera and some popcorn prepare for a good drama filled time
1: <laughs> <laughs> Colin on Facebook Raw an essay it's time for Super Creep yes Super Creep is here for all your security camera watching needs want to have a private conversation not with Super Creep in the control room alone time in the shower Super Creep doesn't think you should be lonely sleeping Super Creep is there need a nosy perv just call Super Creep <gasps> da,
0: da, da. I know some pervs I. We're
1: in the nonfiction section. Uh, Next comment. (laughs)
0: Oh, um, Emily on Facebook said soap operas can be too cheesy for me. Bring on the real drama.
1: And Drew on Facebook said I already watch enough TV, so I'll be nosy instead.
0: And um, finally Annie on Facebook said security cameras are creepy. soap operas always have fabulous outfits.
1: That's true that's true. <laughs> it is true.
0: what, it is what true. comments do we have from
1: the breakout room the library breakout room?
0: Oh uh let uh, please let me take a moment and look at the picture that I took today. Let's see. Eavesdrop I hate soap operas. telenovelas they're hilarious. Eavesdrop, I won't expand on why. (laughs) Uh, TV, I really don't care about other people's business enough. I don't really watch TV. If anime can count as a soap opera, then I'll pick that. Otherwise, I pick eavesdrop, I guess. And then there's one very important note that was scrawled on here that was Patty's. So, Patty. What what are you... Expand upon what you're doing.
2: Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm actually really glad that our staff is not 100% Easter <laughs> because I find that very. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and Murderbot, I, I I totally get Murderbot not wanting to see what anyone else is doing because you know humans, ooh
0: Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Humans. Ugh. I think I agree. I agree with Murderbot. I would rather. I would rather watch anything other than the security cameras. I've had to watch the security cameras like at the library and it's not exciting. No, It's not exciting
1: at all. It's quite dull. I think you're probably more likely to find things that you don't want to see on security cameras than anything particularly interesting. Like You'll find out secrets about colleagues and friends and the people other people, whatever industry you're in, and you're like, oh, well, I can never go to that place again. I can't do that again. I can't look that person in the eye ever. Or you'll have to report them to the police. No. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I don't thrive on do drama. The one, no. I get more invested in fictional characters than real people. I give zero flying fucks about most human beings.
0: Yes. Agreed. Fictional
1: characters? Invested. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay next question would you rather have arm projectiles or a massive cannon on your back
1: Oh, I'm going to go first because I already know what my answer is going to be okay what is it and it's because I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy volume (laughs) 3 and (laughs) I, I want the arm Nebula's arm cannon, the one that can pretty much do anything that rocket built for her. And that that turned into a giant cannon, so like with arm projectiles and stuff. So I'm gonna go for the arm projectiles where it can be like rather massive cannon. Plus I like lying on my back to go to sleep. And, you know, if there's a massive cannon there I'm not gonna be able to
0: Well you can just pull it off your back and like snuggle it. Mm -hmm.
1: Snuggle your Mm -hmm. giant
0: cannon.
1: True, but arm projectiles. I can wait till I can see the whites of their eyes and then, you know, mess the face up. <laughs> I How woke you- up choosing violence today. I'm you not did. sorry.
2: Patty, <laughs> what do you choose? Yeah, Well, I'm kind of a wimp, and so trying to carry something on my back is just a non-starter for me. <laughs>
1: the uh... definition of effort. Oh, cannon on my back, really? What do I have to do.
0: I just want all. I want all of them. Can I have all of the weapons? No, there's no option C. You know the rules. Damn it. I want all the weapons. Um, I guess... Uh, I have to... <laughs> I'm going to go massive cannon. I can do more destruction. I can no. do more...
1: Size is not everything. Oh my god.
2: I don't so care. Sizes.
0: I can do more murders at once. With a giant. You think you can.
1: (laughs) You think you can. But you've seen Guardians. You know what Nebula's arm can do. That's that's freaking amazing. That's true. And the projectiles could be anything. We're not specifying exactly what the projectiles are. If it's a cannon, you know it's
0: not necessarily a cannonball, it could be a T shirt cannon. Oh, that's even Worse. that's even worse why did i
1: say that out loud <laughs> that, that, the, t- t- the t-shirt cannon it whips into your eye and then you've got pink eye and you get horrible infection and you're blind
0: no none of this is actually happening just let me have my cannon and be happy about it
1: is it like a death star style cannon on your back yeah you sure take out old Ron. yes okay I'll yeah
0: go. yeah i'll do that
1: If you're not planet destroying, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Next question. Would you rather be a sec unit or an augmented human?
0: I feel like if we don't know already that I choose murder all the time and I want to be a <laughs> murder bot and I want to be a sec unit, then nobody knows who I am. So <laughs> Patty, what's your answer?
2: Yeah, I'm pretty happy being human. So yeah, augment me. I'm okay with that. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm like
0: I'm disappointed. You're. I was expecting I love... full-on love... murder.
2: Murder bot. You can just be. You can be BFFs with Murder Bot. Oh, I would definitely be BFFs. Yeah, I'd be making him talk about his feelings all the time.
1: Ah. Uh. <laughs> oh no, no! I'd be sitting <laughs> on the sofa watching TV with them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, no, no, shush. We don't want to have a
2: conversation. I want no. to watch my stories.
0: Please <laughs> share all of your media with us, Murderbot. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm ashamed. I would be wrath wrathy for sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fine.
0: <laughs> um, Claire, what are you doing? Murderbot? Yeah, I, as
1: much as augmented human has potential, I can see the possibilities. Do it. That's that's murder about it. Just murder bot it. Lo- just
0: murder it. Murder bot it.
2: <laughs> what did you say, Patty? <laughs> as long as your uh governor module is borked. Oh yeah, yeah. I you- need that- it borked. If it's yeah, not, you, ca-
0: you got to bork that. Because if you don't, I mean, you might accidentally kill all of your friends.
1: I don't want to kill all of them. Just ninety nine percent. Yeah. Try. <laughs> So above okay. average percent.
0: <laughs> Would you rather always wear a helmet that hides your face so people think you're terrifying and don't want to talk to you? Yes. Or <laughs> yes. Or <laughs> reveal your face and then people think you're interesting and want to talk to you to learn more about you. Hell no. Uh, which
2: weirdo's is picking that one? Nobody, nope, nope. Nobody, nobody. No, I
1: want, I want a Judge Dread style helmet where you just see like the butt of my nose and my mouth, and I just go around telling everybody I'm Justice.
2: No,
0: <laughs> I don't even want that. I want like, you know, oh. like Daft Punk, and it just. But you can't eat snacks. Thing. You can't eat. I'm thinking about the snacks whilst I'm watching my stories. Or like, or like the Mandalorian. You can only take the helmet off. Like eat. You know, oh, he could at least he could at least get a straw He's in a there. Straw you know? up there. Yeah. I mean, I would eat soups all the time if it oh, meant, meant that people soup. didn't talk to me.
1: I've had a really nice <laughs> cheese soup. It was years ago, but it was really nice. So I'd even get my cheese supplements in there.
0: You would. Like I happen to know that Patty can make a very good soup, Ooh, so you. you're welcome. So, would you make me a soup if, if I was always wearing a helmet? Will you please allow me to always
2: wear a helmet at work? Uh, yeah, I've got I've to cancel that one out. Nope. <gasps> Hush. Oh, oh, sh- well, I
0: wore that Darth Vader helmet a couple weeks ago. And did you keep it on all day? No.
1: no. Oh, you broke up. Oh, I man, did. I'm so I did. disappointed. I know. I had to take it off. Okay, so important question is, what soup does Murderbot like? Does
0: Murderbot even have to eat?
1: You are a Murderbot now, so yes, you have to have your soup. Oh, like like me, Amanda Murderbot. Yes. What is Murderbot Amanda soup?
0: I mean, I'm kind of a fan of tomato. I love tomato. Well, and it has to be smooth, it has to be a smooth, non-chunky variety of soup, oh, so Lord. I can eat it with a straw. <laughs> because I can't remove the helmet. I've just got this image of you sitting on this really plush
1: sofa, watching TV with the helmet on, and all you can hear is the, <laughs> no. and every now and again it stalls because it's just too thick for the, for the, for the straw. No. You have to have a special soup straw.
0: It's a little. It's a big. It's a big, thick straw. No, I don't what's like any of with the sound this. effects
1: constantly? Oh my god! Stop it's it, Claire.
0: Fine, it's <laughs> fine. Uh, what? What's our last question, Claire? Oh, we have
1: got more. Yeah, there's one <laughs> Would more. Would you rather go to Preservation and be
2: told to be a free agent, or hop on a ship to the unknown? Oh, I want to live on Preservation for sure. That's my utopia.
0: It's hard it's hard not to jump ahead to other books in the series because I want to hop on a ship to the unknown if the
2: ship is art. Oh well yeah, you didn't say that. You didn't specify that. I know. Well, but I, haven't, it's I haven't
1: read the rest of the series on purpose, so none of this shit can happen, young lady. It's cheating. It's <laughs> cheating.
0: I know. I'm sorry, I haven't ruined a future book for you in a long, long time. It's true. I had to do it a little bit, because I love art, but Art comes later. So if I'm thinking of just this book, just right now, I guess I need to take Murderbot's desires. But you're Murderbot. I am Murderbot. Yeah, yeah. I guess I'm probably going to be pretty petulant. I don't want to be told what to do, so I'm probably going to hop on a ship anyway. Don't tell me what to do, and then I slurp my soup and I jump on a ship. Sensible answer. Yes. What are you doing?
1: You've got to realise as
0: well, you're going off to the Great Unknown
1: where you don't know anybody and they won't talk to you.
0: It's also true. (laughs) They won't bother me about what's underneath my helmet.
1: And if they do, you just growl at them or slurp your soup. In a really disgusting fashion.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could do that. I could be disgusting on purpose.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I
0: mean, really like, pretty it good. Happens
1: at every it. weekend, so it happens
0: all the time. <laughs> it's no been a while me. since
1: you've had black goo coming out your mouth. There's had to tomato soup this time.
0: I know. I haven't gotten to dress up in a while, and it makes me sad. I really fancy some tomato soup, and I've had my dinner. What? <laughs> you can have a snack later. <laughs> Uh, It's
1: like five to nine at night. I'm not having soup. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: Patty, what kind of soup are you going to have? Did we ask you that?
2: What kind of soup are you going to have? I'm not that fond of soup. But you can make delicious food. Vegetarians can cook a steak. Yeah. I like,
1: you know, cauliflower soup. Tomato soup. Cauliflower soup. Oh, it's so good. Really? Really? You have to yeah. sell me on that one because that sounds boring
2: AF. Oh, it's so good. You, you, um, you take little bits of the cauliflower and you brown them in butter until they're crispy, and then you sprinkle those on top with a little bacon juice, you know, juice, grease. Yeah. See,
1: <laughs> so you had me a bacon. Oh,
0: it's <laughs> oh, fantastic. Um... Okay, well, that's our last would you rather question. Patty, do you have anything that you want to add? You know, anything you want to say about Murderbot or just the world in general?
2: Martha Wells is my favorite writer and has been for uh, eons. Read all her books many, many times. I love and that. yeah, she's now, great.
0: I'm pretty sure that when you told me to read this one, I told you to read The Girl Who Can Move Shit with Her Mind. I think that yeah. was our trade. So yeah. I think it was a pretty fair trade, don't you think? Fair
2: trade,
1: I yeah. think they're very comparable as well, actually.
0: Yeah. So I think if anyone is ever recommended a book by Patty, you should read it because she knows what she's talking about.
1: Thank almost you. Almost like she's a librarian.
0: I know. It's almost like she's done this for nearly 30. 40 years. <sighs> yeah
1: librarians have magic powers but not like the scary witchcraft ones where you have to go and lynch them it's like you know learned
2: I don't know I think they think it's lynchable here
0: I'm pretty sure they do think that. I mean I did
2: try to say it as a, as a
1: disclaimer but okay <laughs> you yeah. can see the ravening hordes in the, the window behind yeah they all look very dumb
0: yeah Oh, it makes me sad. It makes me really sad. But you know what makes me happy to go to work every day? That person right there. Back at you. I know. I know. Emotions are happening. I need to put put my helmet on and slurp my suit.
2: Murder bot, but emotions are bad.
0: I know. I do not like having emotions. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Feelings. (laughs) It would be easier if we didn't have feelings. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, then they couldn't be hurt by people calling you a pervert.
0: Yes, (laughs) and a pedophile, and a groomer,
2: and a pornographer,
0: and a porn. Oh, you're a pornographer now. That's fantastic. So you're making films. (laughs) No, (laughs) just doing my job. Oh, okay i oh. um, so uh, so i thought we were making films in the library after hours <laughs>
1: like the... i've seen that movie <laughs> where,
0: where have i been not invited because patty's the only <laughs> pornographer in the library well, I
2: guess if, I better.
0: Was,
1: if, if it was genuine pornography it'd probably make more money to be fair uh, probably
0: thought uh, it would Probably so. All right. Well, you probably need to get back to work. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for forcing me to read Murderbot years ago, and then vicariously
1: making me read Murderbot.
2: (laughs) Thank you both for actually doing it during this podcast.
0: Of course, we love fictional hangover. (laughs) All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. Bye. Bye. I guess I should just again say thank you to library director Patty who joined us thank you, Patty. and who forced me to read this book and I guess you know given given the reality that we currently live in I should not say that she forced me to read this book she suggested that I read it because she thought that i would connect with it and that i would enjoy it and she offered it to me in a kind way and did not groom me or (laughs) persuade me in any sexual fashion to read this book
1: but what you're telling me is patty did her job as a librarian where she found a book and a person and matched them up and it was an appropriate book for the appropriate person you know it's really strange how librarians actually do that and don't actually stock inappropriate books and don't make sure that it's only people who should be reading them do read them it's strange that it's very it's almost like shocking it's shocking to me the natural order of things and their job
2: mm. It, mm. yeah
0: it is very shocking I am being one hundred percent serious. Anyway, favorite final thought quote. Move on. Move on past that. Move on. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm gonna give you three. okay.
0: Or if you're French, toi. Not French, but go on. Do go on. <laughs> I was indifferent and vaguely annoyed. Like, is that a quote, or is that just happening right now? I mean,
1: it's for me to know and you to find out. (laughs) I liked the imaginary people on the entertainment feed way more than I liked real ones. But you can't have one without the other. Again. Relatable. And lastly, you may have noticed that when I do manage to care, I'm a pessimist. Oh,
0: that's me. <laughs> Made of pessimism. That is us. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, Murderbot's so relatable. Fantastic. <laughs> What's yours? Murderbot? Plus actual human equals awkwardness. <laughs> Whilst you're just actual human
1: equals murderbot. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> actual human plus awkwardness equals murderbot. <laughs> You can rearrange that math problem any way you need to, and it will make sense. I, I, um... Actual human plus awkwardness equals murder bot. Yes. Um, Murder bot plus actual human equals awkwardness. What's the other way? Awkwardness plus murder bot does not... Equals actual human. No, it does not equal actual human. (laughs) Mm. Unless you're talking about us. In which case, Yes. yes, it does make sense oh my god okay i hate having emotions about reality
1: again is this you or a quote from the <laughs> tv the, the, from the, the the book sorry i'm i'm confused it's hard.
0: it's hard to say it's hard to say really and then finally there was no rational reason for me to sound like a whiny human baby <laughs> again again <laughs> We need to start
1: differentiating here. <laughs> we are Murderbot. <laughs> we are
0: Murderbot, yes.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, I also like,
0: I'm out of practice at controlling my expression. Right now, I'm pretty sure it was somewhere in the region of stunned horror. Or maybe appalled horror. <laughs> horror all the time. <laughs> I love Murderbot. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to read the entire audiobook aloud. You know, it's only not sped up at actual human speed. It's only 3 hours and 7 minutes long, and we've had a few episodes that are almost exactly that long as well. So, I would I would just like to suggest that since this episode is pretty short, you should just go and listen to Murderbot. Supplement it with added Murderbot. Yeah. yeah. In fact,
1: You should have gone back. Go get in your time machine. Go back to the spoilers when we give you the spoiler alert. Go and listen to Murderbot, then come back. Yeah. You'll need a time machine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's fine. Everyone's got one these days. All right. If you liked this, try this. What are you going to suggest?
1: Well, I'm going to be honest. I wanted to give a Murderbot kind of thing, but I haven't read a lot of bot stuff. So I went to the internet and I found on bookriot.com a recommendation for Dave or D4VE by Ryan Ferrier and it's illustrated by Valentin Ramon. And the summary from Book Riot. Humans have been exterminated. The galaxy has been denuded of life purely on principle. Nobody contributed more to that effort than Dave. Robot. Hero. <laughs> However, now that the battle is won, he finds himself trapped in the same stifling day-to-day social roles as the humans before him. Watch him fight the man, the robot, in this satirical comic. And it sounds quite fun. It feels like it would be what happened to Murderbot if all the humans were dead and he'd finish watching sanctuary moon no more sanctuary moon got made you know he'd have to go and like do stuff he'd have
0: to entertain itself in another way yeah so it's it,
1: it sounds quite fun i agree what have you got
0: i also went to the internet to find a good suggestion but i would also just like to say obviously everyone go and read the rest of this series as well because it's really good and there's still more coming out
1: i think that's a given
0: Yeah. <laughs> but i found a list on epic reads of 30 ya sci-fi and fantasy books by asian american authors and the one that i found to share is also a graphic novel it's called The Infinity Particle by Wendy Zhu. And you might remember Wendy Zhu from an episode that we talked about a while ago mooncakes. Yes! yes! Clementine Chang moves from Earth to Mars for a new start and is lucky enough to land her dream job with Dr. Marcella Lin, an artificial intelligence pioneer. On her first day of work, Clem meets Dr. Lin's assistant, a humanoid A.I. named Kai. Clem is no stranger to robots. She built herself a cute moth-shaped companion named Senna. Still, there's something about Kai that feels almost too human. When Clem and Kai begin to collaborate, their chemistry sets off sparks. The only downside? Dr. Lin is enraged by Kai's growing independence and won't allow him more freedom. Plus, their relationship throws into question everything Clem thought she knew about A.I. After all, if Kai is sentient enough to have feelings, Murderbot? Shouldn't he be able to control his own actions? Disable your governor module there, Kai. (laughs) Where is the line between A.I. and human? As her past and Kai's future weigh down on her, Clem becomes determined to help him break free, even if it means risking everything she came to Mars for. You gotta save your murder bot. Gotta save your murder gotta bot. Gotta save your murder bot.
1: I feel like that needs a poster. Yes. Save your murder Save bot. your <laughs> murder bot. Do we have a spotlight this week? Can we have a spotlight this week, you know, that could go up against Murderbot? No,
0: nothing will outshine Murderbot, unfortunately. But we do have a new and indie spotlight book to share. And this one is actually the second in a series. And we recommended the first one in a previous new and indie spotlight. It's been a while, but now the second one is okay. out. So. Yay! This one is called City of Vicious Night by Claire Wynn. And I regret that I don't recall the first book of this series. I think it's like City of Shattered Something. Hold on. Light. City, city of shattered, of shattered light. light. Okay, I that. was afraid that I was going to make it rhyme on accident. <laughs> no, city of shattered light, and then city of vicious. Yes. Night. Okay. So i I would have been right, and it would have been a rhyme, and that would have been Taking out time. of sight. I was trying to think of more things that rhymed with night, night. bite, bite. That would bite. <laughs> that would bite. Okay. City of Vicious Night. This is such a plight. a plight. City of Vicious Night by Claire Wynn. For the most hated crew on Requiem, the only way out is Up. It's been four months since runaway heiress Asa crash-landed on the matriarchal outlaw colony Requiem, bringing a nasty AI and a host of deadly secrets with her. Now she runs with her almost-girlfriend Riven's smuggler crew, stealing kisses between gunfights and heists. But when a mysterious hacker sabotages their latest job, Grey Chris, (gasps) other gangs turn against them, blaming them for the destruction the rogue AI caused. Nowhere in the city is safe. The only way to protect their crew is a series of trials for control of an underworld faction, and vying for a matriarch's throne is a dream Riven can't let go. But as the trials intensify, the saboteur hounds Asa and Rivens every step, determined to kill Asa and right her father's wrongs. When the saboteur reveals a horrific conspiracy threatening all of Requiem, one involving the crew member they thought they'd lost, the girls must decide whether to risk their own skins for a city that loathes them. That series sounds like fun it does especially when you just throw murder bots into everything
1: (laughs) murder bots should be thrown into and at everything
0: yes and whenever you throw murder bots at things they kill the shit out of it It's another quote from the book
1: again we have chosen violence always
0: choose violence
1: yeah
0: okay uh, that's it for this episode of fictional hangover i'm amanda and I'm Claire. <laughs> Join us next time as we discuss The Lost Girls by Sonia Hartle. Look out for our Would You Rather polls on social media. Don't forget about our book. <laughs> Just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Don't forget about Ew. our book club and monthly. No, I didn't really. That was what Patty was supposed to be I know. doing. <laughs> Don't forget about our book club and monthly challenges on Facebook. Be sure to visit our shop on Redbubble at fictionalhangover.redbubble.com for all your favorite fictional hangover themed merchandise and become a patron of ours on Patreon at patreon.com slash fictionalhangover. Until next time, remember, the only cure for a fictional hangover is another book.
1: You can find us at fictionalhangover.com, follow us on Instagram at fictionalhangover, find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash fictionalhangover, and on Twitter at fictionalhangover. If you like this episode, check out our others, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss out. And finally, special thanks to Liz Emerson for her music. You can find her on Facebook and Patreon. Thanks for listening.